Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are you talking about this evening? Well, we start the show with a prayer, then the war on Christianity, the news behind the news, medical madness, and more marijuana news if we get to it at all. I know. You keep forgetting to put that in the description. I do. I do. I'll pre-do it. <sighs> okay. Forewarned, I'm not really back to myself yet. I've been under the weather. I don't know why. A prayer for truth from adelyprayer.com. Father, I pray for a discerning spirit to help me recognize truth from falsehood. Help me to know when others are lying, and help me also to recognize the lies I tell myself. You always speak the truth, and you declare that which is right from that which is wrong. Help me to stand firm upon your holy truths as I faithfully read them in the scriptures. Give me bold conviction to stand firm for truth, even when it seems as though no one stands with me. Amen. That goes out to the Kavanaugh family. Okay. I don't think they're listening. I, but God is. God's always listening. What's your See? point? That's my point. Never mind. <laughs> All right. So that leads right into the war in Christianity. <clears throat> I should get some uh, some bells or something. Mass. All right, from Breitbart, <clears throat> Popeye Francis has continued pushing his pro-immigration message in his trip to the Baltic states, urging his hearers to receive the stranger even when he threatens our security and well-being. Now, there's no. nothing in the oh, Bible God. that says that. No and no and absolutely not. Again, what did Jesus say? If you had a cloak and you have no sword, 
go sell your cloak and buy a sword. Uh, very into self-defense, I think. The Virgin Mary stands near those who suffer, those from whom the world flees, including those who have been put on trial, condemned by all, deported. The Pope said during his homily Monday at the shrine of the Mother of God in Latvia, good, open up the Holy See to everybody that wants to go there. Not just six Muslims, as many. You, there's no borders, so there's no border for you either, right? Old Popeye, anti-Pope. It is idiotic, to say the least, that a country should not enforce its borders and its immigration policies. If it does that, it ceases to exist. This idiot's a globalist. He's a south and a border, social justice warrior globalist. And the anti-pope. And yes, we are in troubling times. We are in the end times. I know people don't believe me. Man, well, last person didn't believe me, I ended up dying. <clears throat> this notion that we're all going to fly up into the air is nonsense. It's not. That's not the rapture. That's an idiotic, nonsensical, childish way to look at something. Of course that's not the case. And of course, it doesn't matter if your, your body disintegrates in a grave or it gets cremated it means nothing to god everything is energy energy can be changed from one form to another but it cannot be destroyed that's how you know the soul lives past the end of our body it's energy energy cannot be created or destroyed so therefore well except by god <clears throat> so therefore when we die, our energy transforms into something else. That just falls into with the universe's physical science. This guy, God's going to have a field day. Nor is it that they are simply oppressed or exploited. They are completely outside the system, on the very fringes of society, Francis said. The mother also stands close by them, steadfast beneath their cross of incomprehension and suffering. Are you out of your mind? They're criminals. Since when does the Pope give a rat's behind about the uncomfortable situation of criminals? I'm sorry you don't respect our sovereignty and our laws, but I bet if I just wanted to walk in to go see old Popeye, I'd have problems getting into the Holy See. Yes, they, they have their own country inside Italy, just like natives have inside our country. Nonsense. It's stupid, and it needs to end everywhere, including the Catholic Church and its Holy See. You're so worried about these poor people, how hungry they're this, they don't have housing, proper clothing, medical attention... If you would sell off all the treasure that that Rome that you have a, amassed in Rome, you could feed the planet. But no, you hoard your treasure. And you let people suffer. And then you tell us we're to blame because we don't want them in our country because we didn't ask them to come here. They forced their way in the door. Who wants that? 
Yeah? How about I come try and sell you something, you'd climb and close the door, and I just strong arm it open and push my way into your house. What are you going to do? You going to accept me? You going to feed me? Clothe me? House me? No? Then why do you expect a country of people to do that? In this Latvia leg of his three-nation visit to the Baltic states, Pope Francis denounced isolationism, just as several European nations have begun to insist more on national sovereignty and the right to secure borders. The Pope condemned ways of thinking that would have us be suspicious of others, even when statistics show that we would be better off more prosperous and more secure just by ourselves. At those times, he said, Mary and the disciples of these lands invite us to receive our brothers and sisters, to care for them in a spirit of universal fraternity. First of all, the fact that he's too stupid to understand evil, what it's fate right in his face called Islam, is enough to condemn him. He is Pope by. And he's going to pay a heavily, heavy price for what he's doing. He's supposed to be speaking for God. He's not speaking for God. God doesn't. What did he say? Give unto Caesar what is Caesar. Give unto God what is God. In other words, respect the laws of your government. In those secular things that they are supposed to be involved in. But in spiritual matters, that is God's. And not the government. Yes, I am a reverend, and I'll put on my collar anytime I like. Early in his trip, the Pope praised Lithuanians for their history of accepting and integrating immigrants, suggesting that they have an important lesson to impart on their European brothers and sisters. Throughout its history, Lithuania was able to shelter, receive, and accept peoples of various ethnic groups and religions. Francis said in an address to the Lithuanian authorities, Saturday. All found a place to live in this land. Lithuanians, Tartars, Poles, Russians, Belarusians, Ukrainians, Armenians, and Germans. That was then, this is now. And again, if you can't see that Islam is evil and the enemy of God and the end times, again... Not a holy person. Holy social justice warrior, you bet. While Europe is once again threatened by a populist spirit that focuses on national security and economic prosperity, Lithuania offers the witness of a welcoming spirit, he said. In the world of our time, more and more voices are sowing division and confrontation often by exploiting insecurity or situations of conflict, Francis said. Yeah, well, here's the deal. If Lithuania wants to let people in, good for Lithuania. But if Americans don't want to let them in, go pound sand. It's not a sin. It's not ungodly. It's just a country can't exist without borders, language, and culture. Period. No. 
No country can exist without those three things. None. And we're losing our country fast. And that's what this guy wants. He's a social justice warrior. He wants one world globalist nonsense. Again, not something God would want him to do. There's nothing wrong with national security and economic prosperity. On the, con on the contrary, that's why we create governments. For the stability to have prosperity. Not to have a bunch of third world mutts come into our place and destroy it. And tear down our lives. Again, you can't lift these people up without tearing us down. That's why they're always trying to tear us down. These voices proclaim that the only way possible to guarantee security and continued existence of a culture is to try to eliminate, cancel, or expel others. He said, no, not just randomly. People that came into my country against the law. They are here illegally. They are illegal aliens. I don't care if they're here or in Europe. They're illegal aliens. They need to go back and fix their country, but they can't. You want to know why they can't fix it? Because Islam fixes nothing. It destroys everything. It destroys civilization. It doesn't allow civilization. Again, Islam is evil. And this guy is evil. I don't care if he's the Pope. He's evil. Frankly, the whole Roman Catholic Church is evil. It's corrupt to the core. Why do you think they have all these pedophiles? You think that can exist in a holy church? And we only know, you only know a tenth of it, ladies and gentlemen. You have no idea what I learned when I was a Franciscan friar. And that's what made me get away from the Catholic Church. Again, I know the treasures they have, too. And they hoard them like a dragon. And yet tell us, we should give, we should give, we should give of us, we should give of ours, we should give everything to other people that they give nothing to except, except talk. Again, why are you bothering us for money? You've got more money than any country on the planet. Why don't you use it for charitable good, you piece of crap? Yes, you hear me saying it. And I'm not worried at all that God's going to send me to hell for it because he won't. Because God already knows this. <sighs> anyway, he said Lithuania is a natural bridge between Eastern and Western Europe. He said since its history of welcoming others makes it especially suited to teach others. I don't think Lithuania has anything to teach me. It's a pissant country. This is the fruit of a mature history. No, it is not. Which you as a people can offer to the international community and to the European community in particular, he said. No, they can't. Lithuania can go pound sand. If they want to take them in, let them take them in. If they want to be totally taken over by Islam, let them do it. It's their country. 
You don't get to tell me what to do in my country. Get it, Popeye? Otherwise, I start telling you what you could do in your country, Popeye. And I say, you need to sell all those works of arts, all the gold and precious gems. And you need to feed the people. Get back to basics, Popeye. Why don't you go wash somebody's feet? A year ago this month, Popeye kicked off a two-year Vatican campaign to provoke a shift in thinking on immigration. Go, yeah, if anyone listens to you know, it's the end of the Catholic Church. It's over. It's it. This is the last, he's the last nail in the coffin of the Catholic Church. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. Catholic Church is officially run by Lucifer. Congratulations. Moving from distrust of the foreigners to a greater openness to migrants. No, we don't have a distrust of foreigners. We have a distrust of foreigners that come into our country illegally. Or one that happen to be Muslims. As someone that's supposed to understand religion and God, you should know that Islam does not get equal footing with Christianity. Islam is Lucifer's religion. And now Catholicism has become an adjunct of Luther, Lucifer's religion. He's working with the Muslims. He's trying to tell Europe to embrace these refugees. They need to round them up and drop them off where they came from. That's what needs to happen. And they need to close their borders and turn these mutts away. These are low-life evil creatures. What does he care, right? Any, anybody trying to throw ass into your face, jackass? <sighs> the Global Catholic Charities Network, Caritas Internationales, is spearheading the campaign, which aims to change perceptions of migrants and refugees. Do you know why he's so in the tank for this and this charity is? Because they're making hand over fist in money. That's what this is all about. The Catholic Church is making money through these Catholic charities to get these migrants over there. They're making tons of money. I don't know that for a fact. I really don't care. I, that's not his agenda. Popeye's agenda is Lucifer's agenda. And therefore, pushing Islam is just perfect for Lucifer. And everybody said they're not going to accept. He's a holy man. And why ass he is. And by the way, all the South, South, South American Jesuits are all social justice warriors. That uh, something theology. Uh, I know. Every time you talk about this, you say the same thing. Oh, liberation. Uh, uh, liberation. Black liberation theology. That's where the black people picked it up. Black liberation theology. Well, it used to just be liberation theology. And uh, the, the Jesuits that were teaching this in South America were barred from coming back into the United States of America. They are that bad. Also known to be pedophiles. Oh yeah, the, the, the order teaches children. That's their thing. Turns out they do more than teach them arithmetic. If you know what I'm saying. Yes, even within the Catholic Church, we knew that the Jesuits 
were pedophiles. That's just a fact. And he's from South America. He was he's a yeah, he's a Jesuit. And I it's all I can say. I don't know if he's a pedophile, but I wouldn't put anything past the anti pope. I mean evil's evil, right? Unbelievable. This guy really chaps my backside. The shift is thinking, uh, the thinking involves dispelling common myths about migration, the organization states, which include the belief that there are more migrants than ever before. Well, there is, you jerk. You know, people on the ground can see people on the ground. It's funny that way. Unlike you in your bubble mobile. The migrants live off welfare benefits and steal jobs from citizens. That sealing borders will curb migrant flows and that people from poor countries migrate to rich ones. Excuse me? These are myths? Really, Popeye? These are facts, you dumbass. Again, get your backside out of the bubble. You don't turn into Mother Teresa fast. Your soul is done, buddy. I suggest you get out of the bubble and start feeding poor people. And shut your mouth. Like Mother Teresa. Lead by example, Popeye. You want to continue with this? Because your head's about to explode. (laughs) You're... No, people from poor countries do not migrate to rich countries. Let's see. All of South America migrating here. Oh, poor to rich. The Middle East to Europe. Poor to rich. I don't see people leaving America in droves to go to Middle East or South America. Where's the migrant flow that goes that way? Except people running away from the law, it doesn't happen. For this part, Popeye Francis, I hate he took that name, has stated that opposition to mass migration is fueled by selfishness and populist rhetoric. You know, I will never seek an audience with this man because I would smack him so hard across the face and knock his block off. I cannot believe how stupid, arrogant, and evil this piece of crap is, and I can't believe anyone would listen to him. How dare he talk down to the whole... World. And by the way, this is not, this is directed directly at Europe and the United States of America, just so you know, and particularly the United States of America. Notice Bill Borderwalls. Oh, we should all just embrace, you know, forget it. Let's just forget it. Open the borders, don't have immigration laws. Let's watch what happens. I know what's going to happen. You should know what's going to happen, but I bet you don't. It's like the glass of water analogy. America's a full glass of water. The rest of the world's a quarter of a glass of water. Now, to even out the water, you have to take water from the full glass and pour it into the quarter full glass until they reach the same level. Now, what happened to the glass that's the United States of America? What happened to the water in the glass? Well, it left... And went into the other glass. See, now we're all equal. Now we're all suffering just the same. But that's all it does. It 
just makes suffering universal. There's no other way to do it. it not unless the, the, the country itself pulls itself up by its bootstraps. There's no other way to do it other than what, what we do now. Give everybody in the world money. Unconstitutionally so. But, you know, that doesn't stop the government. Again, it's because all of these charities are making buco bucks. Nah, it's not really it. It's because he has an agenda, and it's that of Lucifer's. Look, he wants Europe to be overrun by these piece of crap Muslims. Once they're once they're mass, there won't be any Western civilization in Europe. There will be Islam. The only book you need to read is the Quran, which just does. does and you not... don't need anything else. No art. No music. No nothing. Which doesn't make sense. He's going to lose a whole bunch of people to the opposite side. I just don't get it. Who's the opposite side of Popeye? Well, Catholic Christians versus Muslim. If he wants this to happen, he's he's pro-Muslim. He's not pro-Christian, just so you know. He's the Pope. Yeah. (laughs) Scary. That's the problem. That is the problem, right? Yep. You know what? Since you're going to be going on to another... Um... How dare you call us selfish? You you pompous ass. How many names can I call the Pope? I'll get... No, I'm not worried about God's. God's agreeing with me. <laughs> he's kind of... He keeps poking me to say more. <laughs> Tell, he's like, Tell, he doesn't speak for me. He's a, you know how pissed off he is? He's supposed to be speaking for God? Uh, no, he does not. And there's no worse sin in the planet than saying you're working for God when you're working for Lucifer. That's a master sin right there. That's a, that's a big one. But that's on his soul, not mine. That's why I got away from the Catholic Church and its homosexuality and pedophilia and corruption and this notion that uh, hoarding treasure is okay while you tell us we have to give 10% of our money to the church and then you just hoard it and don't actually do what you should be doing with it, which is charity. How much do you think the Vatican as a whole is worth without the treasure? Just the buildings of the land and such. How much do you think you could sell that for? I don't think there's that much money. Why? So why, why do they live that way? He took my favorite saint. I don't believe in saints, but in that context. But he was a great man of who gave away everything he owned. He was rich. He was a young, rich, spoiled brat. He decided to change. He gave away everything he owned, clothing, everything. And he begged for his food. Embracing poverty. This man, bubble bubble guy, is he giving up any opulence? I haven't seen it. What, they need more gold leaf on the ceilings? How much would that pay? How many people could eat off just the gold leaf in the buildings? Anyway, we're going to go to break. Second Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. (laughs) 
And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 
800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. Ten an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drug alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456. 800-377-1456. 800-377-1456. That's 800-377-1456. Hey, kids, there's a new cartoon show for you Sunday morning. I'm Popeye the Holy Man. I live in the Vatican. Eat spinach for dinner, then bless all the sinners. I'm Popeye the Holy Man. This week, Popeye baptizes Brutus. Hey, Popeye, takes off that big dumb hat before I knock it off. Oh, yeah? Take this, you big palookas. Holy water, Popeye. Uh, and next week, Popeye hears Olive Oil's confession. Oh, my gosh. Be there, or be St. Peter's Square for... Popeye the Holy Man. How embarrassing. Radio show, our half of one. I'm still not there. Oh. Well, pound sand, Popeye. Everybody, you better pray for Popeye. He needs God's attention. From the Christian perspective, well, that's kind of a hubris thing to say. Name your site the, like you're the av- arbitrary of everything Christian. Did you know members of President Donald Trump's cabinet meet weekly for a Bible study? Yes, we do. And so do my listeners. CBN News was the first to report on it. And according to one regular attendee, Secretary of Energy Rick Perry the group is still going strong. I didn't know Rick Perry was made Secretary of Energy. Huh. There are a number of men and women on the cabinet who have a Bible study every Wednesday morning. Perry told CBN's Jenna Browder. 
Number one, it gives us an opportunity to see each other outside of our normal work environment, but it's also sending a message that this administration bases its life experiences on that biblical values. You know, Donald Trump is holier than the Pope. <laughs> well, that's a, that's very easy because he's the anti-Pope. You can't get any more anti than non-holy than Lucifer itself, right? Or the Antichrist. You know, I'm glad that you said that so you didn't know he was made that. Because that means that, look, I want the media to look at the shiny bubble. So Donald Trump and his cabinet can get, and his administration can get something done. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Go look at these shiny they bubbles. They are getting things done. Don't pay attention. Yeah, no, it's not what's <laughs> happening. They're doing it to themselves. They're so busy trying to bury him that they're not paying attention to him. Right. But that's not the context you put it in. Meanwhile, Perry gives credit to Trump for his leadership. Oh, wait, I missed it. Sorry. It's the best Bible study that I've ever taught in my life. They are so teachable. They're so noble. They're so learned, Drollinger said. Wow, this person knows how to actually make grammatical correct sentences. Even with using the semicolon. Nobody uses the semicolon but me. I do all the time. Yeah, but do you use it for the right purpose? Yes, always. What's the purpose? The purpose is not, it's it's more stronger than a comma, and it's not as strong as the, nope. what do you call it? What it means is, you could have ended the sentence there. There, but I didn't decide But this is an add-on. Right. And I don't like to. And it's not enough for a new sentence, so you use a semicolon. And he used two semicolons. Right, and the other thing is that uh, I don't want, you know, I, I just finished writing my articles, and I was noticing how many times I had used a different word to start the sentences besides and. You, they, you never start a sentence with and. I know. And I'm like, these people really don't have a brain. They're starting a paragraph with and. As well as sentences. Sentences, yeah. Paragraph, whole paragraph. What was that conjunction conjoining? I have no idea. Air? Oh, look it, there's a space joining and. That's great. Meanwhile, Perry gives credit to Trump for his leadership on the faith front. It starts at the top from the standpoint of this is a president that's not afraid to stand up and say, hey, I'm not perfect, but I know the guy that is perfect, and I'm trying to follow those instructions, Perry told CBN News. That's a really good place to start from. Start from my perspective. I don't know. Bad sentence. Full transcription. Jenna Browder, faith seems to be front and center in this administration. I know that you're part of the cabinet Bible study. Tell us a little about that. Secretary Rick Perry, well, you know, it starts at the top from the standpoint of this is a president, not afraid to stand up and say, hey, I'm not perfect, but I know the guy that is perfect, and I'm trying to follow those instructions. And that's a really good place to start from my perspective. There are a number of, and, and they started a sentence with Anne. There are a number of men and women on the cabinet who have a Bible study every Wednesday morning. It's my understanding. It's about the first time there's been a cabinet Bible study in Washington, D.C. The cabinet members come together in an organized way in almost 100 years. So, you know, I think that's a good thing. Number one, it gives us an opportunity to see each other outside of our normal work environment but it's also sending a message that this administration bases its life experiences on that, biblical values. 
I always ask people who are, you know, sometimes critical when I was the governor of Texas about, you know, actions that we might have taken. And I said, you know, I try to be instructed biblically. And which one of the Ten Commandments do you not like? Well, atheists don't like the whole part of uh, worshiping God, have no other God before me, keep the Sabbath holy. This is a great segue. I have to pat myself on the back for this one. Because he's saying, what don't you like about the Ten Commandments? Wait till you hear what never this pastor pat, says. Never pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Wait till you hear what this mega pastor says. I have no respect for mega pastors. <laughs> even even uh, Graham. I don't like televangelists. I, I, I know he's a very, very spiritual, very good man. I don't like televangelists. I just don't like them. I, I think they're too much of a sideshow. That's not what spirituality is all about. And by the way, it, it's hard to have a, a build up friends in a Christian community if you're only going to watch it on television. Everybody's at home alone watching it. That there's no community. Yeah, That's but, one of the best parts of going to church is meeting like minded people. I know, but some, especially older people, um, Brian. I know that my older friend, before he died, he would watch every Sunday. They would they would put on a local channel. A priest would come in, and they would say That is not a televangelist. No, it's, it's a Catholic not. priest doing a mass, which is completely different. And it, and the Catholic Church isn't very sociable, by the way. I went to Catholic Church. I used to go every day. I was a daily communicant. There, there's no real community. There's no afterwards where you go have coffees and donuts and hang out and talk and intermingle like other churches do. No, mass is over. You go out, you shake the, you shake the priest's hand on the way out, and that's it. You go home. Yeah, you know, I noticed that because we have a lot of churches in uh, Butte here, and one of my friend, well, she's not anymore. I don't even know if it's Mike. Anyway, she belonged to the Greek Orthodox Church, which is down in Butte. And that's what they did every time they had mass. They would go to the, the, what do they call it, when you go over and have the cake and donuts in that other little place? I call, I it, I call it going over and having cake and donuts in that no, other place. No, it's called, I forget what it's called. And it's not supposed to be a little place. It's like, it's like the churches down south. They have outside, they have barbecue, you know, they hang out, they, they, they have things they interact with after church uh unless it's hunting season and then they're probably in a hurry to get out of there but uh even during hunting season they'll they'll go hunting before they go to church they'll come they'll come in in their camouflage and go to church but they go hunting first but afterwards you know you don't hunt too much afternoon so they still get to be uh Sociable. You know, everybody wants to, is on social media. It's, it doesn't replace real social interaction. And, you know, if I wasn't so far from town, I'd probably go to church. I'd find a church I like. I'd do what I did when I was a kid, go to every church until I found one I liked. All Christian. Don't get crazy. All right, from World Net Daily. A mega pastor of one of the largest evangelical churches in the U.S. See, I love I I I love evangelicals. I don't like their churches. 
in the U.S. is attacking the Old Testament again, this time insisting Jesus rendered the Ten Commandments null and void, issuing one new law as a replacement for everything. Yeah, here's the idea. Christians, I know there's this notion about some of you that if you believe Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you can do whatever you want and you're going to heaven. I got bad news for you. God doesn't work that way. I hope to God your parents didn't work that way. If you break somebody's window, horsing around your neighbor's window, what happens? You say you're sorry, you're forgiven, but you have to fix the window, don't you? Yeah. You got to pay for that crime, that sin. God's the ultimate lawgiver. You you don't get a free pass. I have bad news for you. And by the way, saying you believe Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and not living it is proof enough that you're not you don't you don't get it, and you're not. You have to live Jesus's teachings. You don't get to. Just be a sinner, not care, not not try, not have any active contrition, and God's just going, okay. No. Even if you're really, really sorry. He's like, okay, but you broke the window. And in Catholicism, they teach about purgatory. So you're at least going to purgatory for X amount of time to pay for the window. You don't get a free pass. And by the way, if you have sin on your soul, God doesn't have to do anything. You can't. You won't be able to stand to be in His presence, and that's why they they say purgatory was created for us to purge our souls of the sinful blemishes that are on it until we can we can be in God's presence without cringing. So I know most denominations don't believe in purgatory, but. I think it. I think it'd be a good thing if we did, because at least there's some hope there, right? You know, no matter what you did, you you can you can make it right. But if you don't believe in purgatory, then you believe, then you're going to hell. Hell's forever. There's no getting out. So you should want to believe in purgatory. And then there's the void, where like children, unbaptized children go. They can't go to heaven. They didn't do anything wrong. They can't go to purgatory. They're just stuck in a void. Anyway, I'm just giving you a lot of Catholic dogma right there. Uh, because if you're not Catholic, you don't know any of this. And even most Catholics don't know any of this. But anyway, so back to evangelicals. Uh, Andy Stanley, pastor of the 34,000-member North Point Community Church in suburban Atlanta, or Hotlanta, if you will, who famously advised his flock to unhitch from the Old Testament in a sermon last spring, has now penned an article promoting his new book saying, Laws such as thou shalt have no other gods before me, and thou shalt not kill, are no longer relevant to Christians living in the New Covenant era. And this is what I hate about uh, religious, so-called religious people nowadays, uh, pastors. What did Jesus say? I have not come to change, but to add to. That means the Old Testament, i.e. the Torah, the Kamash, the Talmud, is still relevant. The only thing that changes 
is you don't have to sacrifice animals and food and such to God to make up for your sins because he was the sacrificial lamb. So you don't have to do that anymore. That doesn't mean you don't have to work on being a better person. And this guy's a moron. And this guy is evil. And this is what I'm talking about when I say take back your churches or find a new one. Nobody should listen to this idiot. The Old Testament has been replaced. Jesus never said that. Never. And by the way, when he was asked, how should we pray? He didn't say pray to me. And through me, you will reach God. He didn't say that. I don't know why Christianity picked up that other than politics. He said, clearly, the Our Father. In other words, praying directly to God, the Father. Now, how can people read the New Testament and not grasp any of these things? How about when asked if he was the Messiah or he was God? What did he say? I am the Son of God, and you are all my brothers and sisters. Now, if we're all Jesus' brothers and sisters, then God is our Father as well. Is he not? Why this panic that you have to pray through Jesus? It's something I never is contrary to, to his teachings. Oh, but the Last Supper. yeah, You know, Jesus never, ever contradicted himself. So he would never have said something at the Last Supper that he wouldn't already have said. So I'm not buying that. I'm just saying, you got to think about these things. What did Jesus actually say? And by the way, Jesus was a Jew, just to clear up everything. It seems many Christians don't understand, Jesus was Jewish. Not only that, he was a rabbi. You didn't know that? What do they teach at your, at your church? This drivel? Find a new church. And anyway, how much how much attention could a pastor, I have a problem calling him a pastor, give to 34,000 people? How much FaceTime can he give them? 34,000 people. It's all about him putting on a show up on stage and being a rock star. That's not That's not church. That's a show. God doesn't need stagehands and lighting and smoke and special effects and headset, cordless headset microphones. Think about how much that place costs to, to actually own. Again, hoarding money that should be going to good works. If your church isn't doing good works, then it isn't a church. It's part of my three prongs to take back the country. We got to get rid of secularism. We got to get rid of secularism in our churches. And uh, these idiots, who they call themselves evangelical. I remember evangelical when I was growing up. They used to be called born again Christians. They didn't have mega churches. It, this is, it's ridiculous. It's opulence. It's flaunting. They drive around in limousines and fly on private jets. Are you kidding me? That's what Jesus teaches? Just sucker all the people out of their money so you can live like a rich dude? 
I don't think that's Jesus' teaching. There's nothing wrong with being rich. There's something wrong with this. <sighs> unhitch, okay? I'm going to unhitch you. You've heard the story before. A group of Christian puts up on a monument, uh, puts up a monument of the Ten Commandments in a public space, or on government property. Begins Stanley in his article titled "Why Do Christians Want to Post the Ten Commandments and Not the Sermon on the Mount?" Well, we're fine with the Sermon on the Mount. Why are you? Why are you against the Ten Commandments? After all, our whole judicial system was based on it. See, he's too stupid to know that. And 34,000 people listen to him. That's a that's ridiculous. I did. Someone says it violates a separation of church and state. Christians say taking it down would violate their freedom of speech. There's some back and forth in court, and both sides say some not-so-great things about the other. Rinse and repeat. But how many times have you seen Christians trying to post the text of the Sermon on the Mount in a public place? In what way would there be a point to that? The courthouse is a place of law, and the Ten Commandments are God's law. And our judicial system is based upon it. Not that Sermon on the Mount. Because the Sermon on the Mount doesn't deal with people doing really bad things to other people that need to be corrected and put, maybe put in jail. Doesn't deal with that, does it? No. So it's appropriate for the Ten Commandments. And if you think they scream about the Ten Commandments anywhere you put it up, you portray and put the Sermon on the Mount up, doofus. That'll make people go crazy. That's more offensive than a cross or the Ten Commandments. Or all-encompassing commandment Jesus gave us. A new command I give you. Love one another. That's be a small, that'd be an awful small statue. Love one another. It'd be, maybe a plaque? He said a lot of things, including I have, I have come to, I have not come to change, but to add to. Meaning add to what the Jewish people already believe which is our version of the Ten Commandments. It's not accurate, but it's close enough. <sighs> As I have loved you, so must you love one another. John 13, 34. Again, how does that have any place in a, in a courtroom? Put it anywhere else you like, I guess, but again, more of a plaque, don't you think? The one commandment. It wasn't a commandment. Jesus didn't make commandments, God did. See, the problem with this person doesn't know the first thing about what he's trying to teach people. Uh, I'm not sure he's not doing it on purpose. Doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? But if you're going to create a monument to stand as a testament for our faith, we'll have to pick this up on the other side. This here Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. 
The Recovery Act and our actions to fix the financial system were decisive in starting to turn the economy around. Growing uh, at a good clip. I'm calling this the recovery, the summer of recovery. The summer of recovery, or I might even call it the summer of projects. Our economy is stronger. That economic heartbeat is growing stronger. All of them have projects that are shovel-ready. Shovel-ready projects. Shovel-ready projects. We are seeing shovels hit the ground. Shovel-ready was not as uh, <laughs> shovel-ready as we expected. The next two years, our job now is putting our economy into overdrive. Well, this is Obama's economy. That's fine. Give it to me. When you see around the globe the maldistribution of wealth, the, the desperate plight of millions of people in underdeveloped countries, uh, when you see so few haves and so many have-nots, when you, when you see the greed and the concentration of power within, don't, aren't you ever, did you ever have a moment of doubt about capitalism and whether greed's a good idea to run on? Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worth, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise system. But it seems to reward not virtue as much as ability to manipulate the system. And what does reward virtue? You think the uh, communist commissar rewards virtue? You think a Hitler rewards virtue? You think, excuse me, if you'll pardon me, do you think American presidents reward virtue? Do they choose their appointees on the basis of the virtue of the people appointed or on the basis of their political clout? Is it really true that political self-interest is nobler somehow than economic self-interest? You know, I think you're taking a lot of things for granted. And just tell me where in the world you find these angels who are going to organize society for us. Well, I don't even trust you to do that. I am officially running for President of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. 
There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A man who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. She said plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. Because we don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky, don't no, care we about love you in Kentucky. Indiana. Don't care. Indiana with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. It, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Radio show, power to. I think this is too much energy for me. All right, uh, back to this doofus. But if we're going to create a monument to stand as a testament to our faith, shouldn't it at least be a monument of something that actually applies to us? You see what I'm talking about? This idiot thinks he doesn't, <laughs> Ten Commandments no longer applies. I'm sorry, did God come down and say, hey, don't worry about those Ten Commandments anymore? I don't think so. And again, Jesus said, I come to add, add to, not take away, add to. So to the whole Jewish religion, I'm adding the golden rule. Got it? That still leaves the Ten Commandments in play. And every other lesson in the Old Testament. I bet this is one of the guys that accepts homosexuality in his churches. It's an abomination before God, but doesn't count anymore because Jesus wiped out the Old Testament. No, no, he didn't. Again, he, he was a rabbi. He taught the Torah, the Talmud, the Kumash. This doesn't apply. It does apply to you, and wait till you find out. <laughs> You're teaching that this this is worse than actually violating the Ten Commandments. Teaching other people to violate the Ten Commandments. That's a serious sin. Stanley goes on to write that the Ten Commandments are from the Old Covenant. Uh, no. We call it the Old Testament, but again... It's Jewish history. It is the Torah, the Talmud, the Kabbalah, all the historic writings of the Jews. It's not an old covenant. The Jews have a different covenant with God than we do. Now, 
again, misinforming people like this is very, very, very bad. Which says, played a significant role in God's creation of the nation of Israel. It gave them moral guidelines that helped separate this new nation from their neighbors. This was part of the formal agreement or covenant God created with his people. But Jesus' death and resurrection signaled the end of that covenant and all the rules and regulations associated with it. Wow. What a bunch of horse pucky. Are you kidding me? This People listen to this doofus? Where is the fe- feeding of the soul in this person? Yes, it was part of the covenant with the Jews, but again, Jesus was a Jew and a rabbi and said, I have not come to change, but to add to. He was speaking to fellow Jews. Man. Yep, that's right. You can now uh, diss God, take the Lord's name in vain, commit adultery, steal uh, murder, all these things are, are, are now legal because Jesus came and did away with all of them. Are you crazy? This doesn't even make any sense. Jesus didn't issue his new command as an additional commandment to the existing list of the command. Yes, he did. He didn't say, here's the 614th law. Well, there's only ten commandments. Now you're off into la-la land. Jesus issued his new commandment as a replacement for everything in its existing list. Wrong. I have not come to change but to add to. Come on, doofus. How come you don't know your Bible? You're supposedly teaching it to people. Did you throw that away too? Because after all, whatever you tell the people, they'll listen, right? Stanley? Jesus issued his new commandment as a replacement everything in the existing list, including the Big Ten. Just as his new covenant replaced the old covenant, Jesus' new commandment replaced all the old commandments. No, it didn't. And you and your followers are going to find that out the hard way, brother. I don't know anybody that ever studied the Bible that's this stupid. The implications of that unequivocal statement have been staggering to other Christians who point out how the words of Jesus and the apostles seem to contradict them flatly and reject such a conclusion. In Matthew five seventeen through 19, Jesus says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Yes, did you see he didn't come to destroy the law or the prophets? That's what you say he replaced. You're contradicting yourself with scripture. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Um. Okay, Stanley, how you spinning this one? Andy Stanley is not preaching the gospel of the kingdom that Jesus and the apostles preached, 
says Joseph Farah, author of The Gospel in Every Book of the Old Testament, which documents what he characterizes as the miraculous, supernatural, and perfect continu continuity. Continuity. It does continuity. Sorry. Continuity of the good news of redemption throughout both the Hebrew and Greek scriptures. Nor is Stanley preaching the gospel of personal salvation that Jesus and the apostles preached. Instead, he is preaching replacement theology, completely discarding about three quarters of the Bible and misinterpreting what's left. And not only that, the Bible is already tossing away three quarters of what it's supposed to represent. The Torah alone. The four books of Moses. The Torah alone is four inches thick and little tiny words. Now go compare that to the first books in the Old Testament, of which most have tossed away. Even the Catholic Church has tossed some away, but they kept a lot more than the, than the rest of them in their Bible. Which is, if I was going to get another Bible, I would get a Catholic one, because... I, I don't like the fact that they took all the a lot of the Old Testament away. I want all the books. I want to read it all. Farris calls Stanley's reductionist gospel Chick-fil-A theology. Hey, don't diss Chick-fil-A. An exegist based on modern American Christian cultural traditions rather than the Bible. Participants in the New Covenant, that's Christians, are not required to obey any of the commandments found in the first part of their Bibles, writes Stanley. A lot of Bibles don't even have the Old Testament in it, it's just the New Testament. That's been going on since I was a kid. Participants in the New Covenant are expected to obey the single command Jesus issued as part of his New Covenant. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. I know, so I'm sick of all these young people. Jesus, it's all about love. It's just love. It's all about love. It's all about love. It's all about love. It's all about love. And by the way, homosexuality isn't love. It's sex, by definition, not love. You can love somebody without having sex with them. The new covenant replaced the old one. The covenant established by Jesus retired the covenant God established with the nation of Israel. This is why most Christians don't mind a little bacon with their eggs. It's why you can't get either a at Chick-fil-A on Sunday. If we were still taking our marching orders from the Old Covenant, they would be closed on Saturday. Writing a response to Stanley's new assault on the Hebrew Scriptures, Grayson Gilbert, a graduate student pursuing a Master's of Divinity degree at Moody Bible Institute, disputes that Jesus only left his disciples with one new law to follow. In fact, Jesus issued hundreds of commandments in the Gospel accounts while affirming the Ten Commandments and the Law and the Prophets in Matthews 22, 37-40. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Interestingly enough, Stanley bypasses these verses in his discussions, though I have a feeling he would explain them away and disregard them 
to, that they are drawn from Deuteronomy 6.5 and Leviticus 19.18, which are legal texts in and of themselves given to Israel, writes Gilbert. Furthermore, it is plainly stated in the text itself, these are a summation of the law and prophets. Stanley blames the Old Testament, not misguided Christianity, for centuries of horrors and abuses of those of different beliefs. The justifications Christians have used since the 4th century to mistreat people find their roots in old covenant practices and values. Imagine trying to leverage the Sermon on the Mount to start an inquisition, launch a crusade, or incite a pogrom against Jews, but reach back into the old covenant there's plenty to work with. Only if you misuse it, sir. Um, and just so you know, the Inquisition was started because of the invasion of Europe by Muslims. Inquisition was not about witches and infidels. It was about getting rid of Muslims that had invaded their country. Spain, to be precise. And he held, they held it for quite a while. That's what caused the Crusades. It was the invasion of Europe by Muslims, the occupation of Europe by Muslims, that caused the church to call for the Crusades and the end of the Islamic horde. Islam is evil. The Crusades were good. Got it? Inquisition, good. Now, some bad people got off hard uh, of the Inquisition. One, one particular bishop went a little hog wild and decided instead of just getting Muslims, he wants to get rid of all infidels, including Protestants. That was an expansion of the Inquisition, not the reason for its being created. Again, Islam caused the Crusades. And this program against Jews, Old Testament gives you ammunition? Really? You do realize the Old Testament is Jewish history, you jackass. I'm sorry, I have a real problem with people that call themselves reverends, pastors, or whatever that spout this nonsense. Misguiding other people into a sinful nature is the most sinful thing you can do. You will pay for everything that that person does because of what you taught them. So now his sins are your sins. You see how it works? This man is creating 34,000 sinners in the eyes of God. He might, he, Him and Popeye, boy, they're going to have seats next to each other. <clears throat> this not only fundamentally misunderstands the nature of God, but essentially claims he has instituted a means of oppression and ill-begotten values in the Old Testament writes Grayson. In other words, the Old Testament is only the foundation of violence, oppression, and so forth, rather than revealing the character and standards of God. Let me be quite frank. Andy is about as close as one can get to saying the God of the Old Testament is different than the New Testament without explicitly stating the God of the Old Testament is different than the God of the New Testament. Which is not true. Why don't you go become a Muslim, Andy? This way you can worship the person you're working for, Lucifer. All right, for InfoWars. Wow. Almost 
hour and a half of the show and uh, did two stories so far. New guidelines for the Danish public broadcaster, DR, have put an emphasis on its highlighting the roots of Christianity of the country's society instead of multiculturalism and integration, which DR had been promoting. The new contract with the state broadcaster was published by the Danish Ministry of Culture on Tuesday. Apart from budget cuts, which could mean up to 400 job losses, the document signals a huge change in broadcasters' programming. The contract states that the DR must make it clear that Danish society is based on principles of democracy and has its roots in Christianity. Previous issues of the contract had stated the broadcaster should work for the promotion of integration in Danish society. The vague integration reference has been dropped, and now the broadcaster's mission is described as being to promote a Denmark based on community, built on values of democracy, equality, and free speech. Media policy in Denmark is, oh, everyone points to these countries. We should follow them. Uh, How many lefties are going to say we should follow Denmark? They're too stupid to follow Denmark. They're too stupid to learn from what happened to make Denmark do this. This is just blind idiocy. We've created a bunch of imbeciles. Useful idiots, as Stalin would say. Or was it Lenin? I always get those two confused. Really, they're not that... There's not really that much difference between Lenin and Stalin. So, <clears throat> Anyway, uh, <clears throat> media policy in Denmark is established through political agreement between the government and the parties and the Folketing Parliament. A new arrangement, Mide Politisk, Aftari will cover the period 2019 through 2023 and will have a midterm assessment of its effectiveness. Credit for the new wording of the contract with an emphasis on Christianity is being taken by the anti-immigration Danish People's Party, which which the short is DF. Where did the F come from? Danish People's Party, DPP. Not, it says DF. Where DF? Which campaigned to highlight Danish culture in the new government media policy agreement. This is a tightening up. We have had put in relative to the previous wording, which only obliged DR to particularly recognize Christian cultural legacy. We felt that was too weak. That's why we demanded this specification which makes it clear that DR must present Christian cultural heritage to a greater degree. DF's representative, Morten Marinos, told Politiken on Tuesday, while welcomed by the anti-immigrant political establishment, the wording of the new agreement was slammed by the traditional parties. The DF influence is clear, and I think it is an incorrect prioritization of conservative values. It's another steps towards a political agenda that doesn't want people to integrate people. Doesn't want to integrate people. Jacob Mark, media spokesperson with the Socialist People's Party, told Politiken, why do the commies always link up with the Muslims? It's ridiculous. They always get killed in the end. Not only that, they're going, they're, they're following what we used to be. 
Europe is trying to get, well, we, the Americans, No, they're trying to, to go back to where they used to be, actually. They have Christian roots, too. Remember, we came from there. Right. Could you imagine if we had the media over here? They're telling us right now that we are stifling free speech of the media. Are you freaking kidding me? No, free press you're talking about. Yeah, the free press. No, he said Donald Trump's doing it. No, no, he's not. He's calling them out for what they are. And the people doesn't like don't like that. And they know the people don't like that. That's why they keep it under their hat that they're commies. Yeah, left-wing little progressive socialist commie fascist status bastard. Doesn't matter. Just la- a lot of labels mean the same thing. Collectivists, statists, useful idiots. People working for their own serfdom. I can go on. This is alarming because the wording is exclusionary in a diverse society like Denmark. Yeah, they've had enough of diversity. So have we. Diversity is a cafeteria tray. Everybody stays in their little pockets and nobody intermingles. Uh, that's not a that's not a melting pot. We're supposed to be a melting pot, remember? Oh no, probably most of young people have never even heard the term because they don't teach you about it because they don't want you to know about it. Yep, and you're definitely not going to hear it in households. Marion Yelved, media spokesperson with the Social Liberal Party, Radical Venstre, added, Danish society is built on Christian values, but also just as much on free speech and diversity. Not diversity. No, you're wrong. Shut up, commie. Denmark, which has an office of the Minister for Ecclesiastical Affairs, is predominantly evangelical Lutheran with over 75% of the population belonging to the Church of Denmark. Dance Folk... Oh, this is a hard one. Folkerkirke. Folkerkirke. <laughs> Good for you, hon. Which is the official state religion. That's what the establishing clause is supposed to prevent. Not people praying in school. Uh, Islam constitutes the largest minority religion in the Nordic country and has been growing in recent years following the influx of refugees and migrants into Europe. Look, you already were worshipping fallen angels in the past. You got smart. You converted to Christianity. Don't let these Muslims take that away. That's going back to worshipping fallen angels again. Uh. And has been growing in recent years, meaning Islam, following the influx of refugees and migrants into Europe. Some 306,000 Muslims, about 5.3% of the population, lived in Denmark as of October the 1st, 2017. Back in 2015, before Germany's open-door refugee policy flooded the country with newcomers, approximately 263,800 Muslims resided in the Scandinavian kingdom. Way too much. One is too much. The recent increase in the number of migrants has dramatically affected the socioeconomic landscape of the country with a population of roughly 5.7 million people. To put that into context, New York City, meaning New York, New York, Manhattan, the island of Manhattan, has approximately 2 million plus people just in the island of Manhattan. They only have 5.7 million people in the whole country. 
So that three hundred six thousand is a pretty big deal. And again, one is too many. One Muslim is too many. All right. Um, push the button. Now, have you ever stopped to wonder why the world's in such a mess? Why there's so much mindless mayhem on the TV and the press? Why so many busy businessmen are snapping from the stress? And the rest of us are jogging from depression. Now, has it ever once occurred to you or ever crossed your mind that the problems of this nation are created by design? They move us through illusion and confusion of the mind And by changing subtle meanings to the words between the lines The news behind the news Okay, thank you, call Clang Clang with K.com And of course that means it's time for the news behind the news From Newser, N-E-W-S-E-R A North Carolina woman who runs an animal rescue nonprofit took in dozens of abandoned cats and dogs in the wake of Hurricane Florence, cleaning their wounds and giving them antibiotics to help them heal. On Friday, however, Tammy Hedges was arrested, with Wayne County officials accusing her of being unlicensed to practice veterinary medicine, as well as soliciting a prescription painkiller for the animals in her care, Fox News reports. Hey, talk about government with sticks up their backside, huh? This is really, really bad, and I'm going to tell well, you. Well, this, this is this. These laws are really. I know really bad. they are. That's the news behind this news. Why the hell can't she take in these animals that were going to die Susan, anyway? Because some of these local states have screwed up rules. I doubt they'd have that in Montana, Wyoming, but uh, because you, as a rancher, you take you take care of your yep. animals as much as possible on your own. Yes, you before do before you call the large animal vet in. That's right, and that's why you have. Uh, that's why you have. Supplies on hand, That's antibiotics, why it everything. Used to be that you could get all kinds of antibiotics in a feed a feed store. You can't anymore. The government's banned all of them except for one, because because many ranchers were using antibiotics to fatten up their animals, causing more stress on uh, the antibiotic to be able to actually do anything. In other words, they started creating problems in which superbugs. That was the government's justification. When I had a really bad infection, what did we do? I went to the feed store and got the only thing they had left as an antibiotic, tetracycline. Didn't I get amoxicillin too? Nope. Tetracycline? Nope. Okay. They don't. It's our, I just told you it's banned. Yeah. I actually had do, I had animal antibiotics yeah but it worked this is horrible and by the way it was really cheap a whole bag of that tetracycline stuff was next to nothing well here and you're right here in montana because our our neighbor who has a dog business she gives antibiotic shots to the dogs all the time ah uh uh-uh her veterinarian prescribes it right you're allowed to do that yep but well there was no veterinarians around there are, but again, large animal vets are very busy, and you don't want to call them to the ranch unless you have to. Honey, this was during the hur- Hurricane Florence. There I mean, was no I understand that. I really don't care where it was, what the situation was. I don't care. 
I should be able to take care of my animals everywhere. And I should have the ability to take care of my animals to tell me I have to go through a doctor. It's my animal. She's taking in animals that are just displaced and treating them and making them better, and they and they arrest her for it. This is this is exactly what government's not supposed to be. They're supposed to get things out of your way. They're not supposed to be in your way. The whole point of government is to provide for our liberty, not our slavery. If I want to self-treat my animals, I will. If I want to self-treat my wife, I will. If I want to self-treat my neighbor, I will. I know how. I don't have a license. Whoop-de-doo. Where are they going to find someone with a license? They have to go all the way to town. And by the way, you could die by that. Anyway, so, um, yeah, they have these laws in a lot of places. I don't think they'll have, they have them here, but the federal government has banned them allowing feed, feed stores to have any antibiotics except for tetracycline now. Again, and we have to take our states back because the t- states could tell the federal government to go to hell. Look, if, look, if you don't want them using that on the, on the food chain, that's fine. Let the local and state government deal with it. Not the national government. If it should be, look, I'm fine with it in my state. You're treating animals, but you cannot use to fatten them up. That is not allowed. You can treat them for infection, but not fatten them up. If I find out you're using fatten up, you're going to get fined. That's how you deal with it locally. It's not an issue in New York City. Believe me, there's no feed stores in New York City. Really, none. I swear. Anyway, she's gonna hold up. A... <laughs> I gotta go to break. See, I'm up the radio show. You stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, this is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. The mainstream media has failed the American people once again. Internet radio networks like Red State Talk Radio will not fail you. Tune in 24 hours a day. Studios A and B. Great conservative programming around the clock. Red State Talk Radio. The dominant force in Internet conservative talk radio. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. 
Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456, 800-377-1456, that's 800-377-1456. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. Back to this article by Newser. On Friday, however, Tammy Hedges was arrested with Wayne County officials accusing her of being unlicensed to practice veterinary medicine, as well as soliciting a prescription painkiller for the animals in her care, Fox News reports. That's the only reason that she got anyone did anything to her. Is because this new prescription painkiller oh, crap. Wait a minute. She solicited a prescription. If she got the prescription, then it's not. Why was it against the law? Right. Doesn't make sense. Nope. 
Per the Goldsboro News Argus, Hedges and other helpers with crazy claws and paws brought 27 animals. 18 of them dropped off by an elderly couple, she tells USA Today, to a temporary shelter in a warehouse, one that Hedges says she's in the process of getting licensed as a full-fledged shelter. Some of those animals were sick, so Hedges gave them amoxicillin to keep them from getting worse. The owners got to evacuate, Hedges said. They got to save themselves. But who's going to save those animals? We saved them. Exactly. It was, what do they get about emergency? She adds she voluntarily turned the animals into the local animal control agency when threatened with a warrant. But a few days later, they came and called me in for questioning. And then she was arrested. You need to remember, this was during a natural disaster, writes someone who says they're a volunteer for the rescue organization on its Facebook page. She did what she needed to at the time. Hundreds of people have pledged their support to a GoFundMe. Don't use GoFundMe. The radical left-wing progs are in control of it. And Hedges' name, which has raised more than 20000 for her legal defenses. Yeah, but they keep 20% of it. Hedges, who was released on $10,000 bond, has her next court date in mid-October. Um, as much as I hate uh, Facebook, you just open a Facebook page and people can give you money directly without anybody taking any percentage at all. 100% goes to the person. So instead of GoFundMe, try Facebook, uh, where you're not helping uh, those particular progs and you're actually getting progs to help you. That's kind of sweet, isn't it? Anyway, uh, Hedges, who was released on $10,000 bond, has her next court date in mid-October. Again, overbearing, unconstitutional yep. governments. <clears throat> From the AFP, I think it's the Associated Foreign Press, I think. Yeah. The foundation run by U.S. billionaire George Soros said Monday that it has filed a legal challenge with the European Court of Human Rights in Strasbourg against Hungary's controversial Stop Soros laws adopted last June. Yay! Everybody should develop these laws. The New York-based Open Society Foundation, OSF, said in a statement that it, it's a globalist socialist organization said in a statement that it had submitted a complaint to the rights court, calling it to defend Hungarian democracy and urge a repeal of the laws. There's only one thing this legislation will stop, and that's democracy, said OSF President Patrick Gaspard. No, I, I, we misuse that word way too much anyway. Uh, no, I'm sure it won't, because that's Soros's job, to stop democracy. He, he's working towards global progressivism. And he's working really hard and using his power and money to do so. The Stop Soros package targeting the Hungarian-born 88-year-old includes a 25% tax on non-governmental organizations deemed to be supporting or positively portraying migration. A year's prison term could also be handed to those convicted of assisting someone to enter the country illegally. What? They're going to 
put people behind bars for helping people come across illegally, and here we just let them say asylum, and and we don't do anything to the people, the churches that that house them. How did we get worse than Europe? That's what I'm saying. Even the other story you wrote, we are literally getting worse than Europe. We are seriously going down the tubes fast. According to OSF lawyer Daniela Ikawa, the measures breach EU conventions on freedom of speech and association. Really, the EU has hate speech. How do you figure they have free speech? Hate speech is not free speech. If you're going to say this is a hate speech is against the law, then you don't have free speech. Because the one thing you're supposed to protect is hate speech. It's speech you don't like. Political speech. These are the things that you're supposed to protect. Uh, not this nonsense. And expose a broad range of legitimate activities to the risk of criminal prosecution. The foundation moved the regional office from Budapest to Berlin last month, citing that it called the repressive policies of nationalist firebrand Prime Minister Viktor Orban. Hey, look, anything Soros doesn't like, I support. He's like a weather vane. Whatever he doesn't like, you want. In April, Orban won a landslide victory in an election that handed him a third straight term as Prime Minister. He has since indicated he wants to use this mandate to intensify his anti-migrant, nationalist, and culturally conservative agenda. Anti-immigrant rhetoric was a key part of Orban's election campaign. His government accuses Soros of using his organizations to orchestrate immigration and undermine the cultural and religious identity of Europe. And the United States, you'd be absolutely correct. And the United States. George Soros is an evil, evil man. I don't know why. I would have already, I would already taken away his citizenship in the United States. Let him go live and work over in Europe. We don't, we don't want his kind here. I'm tired of the International Association, Communist Party USA, Islam in this country. All these things need to go. For Fox Business, the secret formula for American household. Staple WD-40, which stands for Water Displacement Formula Number 40. You know how many people did not know that? No. A lot. Was a new home Has a new home after 65 years thanks to the help of Brinks, a global leader in security-related services. We are 65 years old going strong, said the company's chief executive, Gary Ridge, to Fox Business. Stuart Varney on Thursday. We just moved out our secret formula yesterday to a new bank vault. WD-40, which stands for Water Displacement, 40th Formula, was made in 1953 by chemists who were attempting to create a product to protect the Atlas missile from rust and corrosion. Back in 1953, there was a problem with condensation and corrosion in the umbilical cord of the Atlas space rocket, and our company was Rocket Chemical Company, he said. And the chemists got together, and after 39 tries, they got the formula right. According to Ridge, one of the things that makes the company special is being a publicly traded company on NASDAQ for more than two decades. He attributes the company's success to its people. Okay, before you move on, this what's the news behind this news? That there's actually a company that survived all the crap that Obama threw at it? <laughs> 
an American company? More than just Obama. I know. The government in general and all the regulations and everything. I mean, this is pretty amazing that this company has survived. Not really. It's a good product. It's a household word, WD-40. Nobody knows what it means, but it's not basically a lubrication. It's a water displacer. It, it, push, it lubricates, but it also pushes water out, displaces water. That, that's the key to it. Now, as far as rust goes, it doesn't work all that well. PV Blaster works better. And there's probably other products that use catalysts now, but PV Blaster was probably the first one to use a catalyst that actually ate rust. And it works. You get a rusted bolt, spray that crap on it, walk away for a couple hours or a day, uh, come back, and you'll be able to, you'll be able to turn that bolt. I guarantee it. I've done it numerous times. Uh, but WD-40 is good for light oiling, and any time you're worried about condensation buildup and some. Anyway, there are so there are other stuff for other things, but WD-40, despite my love of PV blasters, always in my vehicles in my shop. I think our job is to create value for our shareholders through having an engaged workforce, he said. And if you had invested in WD-40 20 years ago, you would have had a compounded annual growth rate of total shareholder return of 50% over 20 years. 50% is pretty good uh, return on investment. Of 20% over the last 10 years and 27% over the last five years. The company is based in San Diego, California. Oh, please move. You'll be able to sell I it know. cheaper. I was just going to say. And it's sold in 176 <laughs> countries around the world. Some of their other products include 3-in-1 oil. That's a very good oil. I have that too. Uh, it does three things, including... Eat rust. Um, 2,000 flushes. I don't know what that is. And lava. We all know what lava hand soap is. Uh, really good hand soap. A heavy-duty hand cleaner. But in San Diego, California, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I don't understand. It. Again, because how are they Because I've been surviving? there for over 20 years, and they want to live in California. A lot of people <laughs> like California because of the climate. Especially Southern California. They don't want to leave just... I talked to a lot of conservatives. They're only in California because they like the outdoors. And they could ski and surf at the same, in the same day if they want to. Uh, I know. I lived there for a while. But I even back then, I couldn't stand California enough to, because the weather was... Not, uh, uh. And by the way, Christmas is depressing in California. Southern California. Nobody puts lights up. Nobody. It's just... Dark, dank, and actually cold. Uh, if it, I guess I got used to the climate there. Towards when it got cooler out, I had to put on a down jacket to go watch Deb a ball saying, game. Yeah, Deb was saying the same thing. She lived there for many, many, many years, and she said the same thing. It gets cold in California. It gets cold at night. Not cold as it does here, but I cold enough you're going to want to put on a jacket. Anyway, moving along from the Washington Examiner. The economy is booming at twice the Obama-era levels because of the administration's push to slash regulations, promote pro-growth policies, and cut taxes, according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Crony. 
Chamber of Commerce. I really appreciate the major effort by government. And when I say government, it was the White House. But yes, the Congress and the Senate doing some regulatory fixing. No, they did not. Said Chamber President Thomas. See, they, they did. W- they did a little a bit. Li- just yeah, what they they, said. but again, they're not going to give this. They, 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 he did. He said. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> he said it was the White House right there. Boom. Uh, the other thing is the states are starting to follow in suit. They just uh, who had him on? It was uh, wall builders had the yeah. But meanwhile, you got other states like the left coast. Oh that yeah, they go crazy to attack Trump. Yep. But anyway, Arkansas just had a task force like uh, President Trump is having for the regula- state regulations, and they just got rid of fifth. 15,000 pages of Arkansas state regulations. Yeah, and they got rid of the Clintons, too. But, I mean, again, I hate the states being mini-me. <laughs> well, it's allowed, they're allowed to be mini-me of Trump. Oh, okay. We changed the rule book. No, I didn't change the rule book. <laughs> just can't be mini-me of progressives. I'm taking away your rights, national government. They're supposed to protect us from the national government. The state government is supposed to protect us from exactly what this government does. Well, and I'm surprised that the Chamber of Crony Cap Communism <laughs> Commerce had came out and said this because they're commies. They loved Barack. They like, well, it's complicated. Yes, and, I know. And you're that... getting them messed up with the Small Business Association, too. Uh, they're different. But. Oh, yeah, the SBA is not coming out saying anything positive at all because they're run by commies. But I don't know what this – the chamber's all over the place sometimes. I, I don't quite get their politics. Anyway, um, Trump arrived promising to eliminate one regulation for every new one. No, he said two. Thank you. For every new one. Two. Thank you. At least get your – Get your story he straight. He doesn't have his story straight at all because I know the story. But has actually cut some 16 regulations for each new one. No, he's cut 22 regulations now, for each new yeah. one. Now. Donna Hewitt, a Christian Science Monitor Media Breakfast this week, said that prior administrations had piled on so many regulations that the business community looked like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Every time we had a new regulation, we never took away the old one. And that puts a lot of conflict in what people were facing, he said. There is no big mystery to the progress. The results of the federal government getting off the backs, should say, of business, in a way that everybody understood was going to have to happen. Okay, now what they did in Arkansas was, and this was very interesting, I did not know that, these lawmakers and these idiot bureaucrats, whenever a new law comes out, they've run to have a, a regulation to match the law. At least that's what they're doing so in Arkansas. The regulations are law. I know. But they run to the law that was doing to make another law that matches that law. And he said there were so many regulations and laws that when they were going through them, even if they repealed a law in Arkansas, that regulation stood Again, the regulation is a law. So, so no, wrong. They didn't repeal any law because regulations are law. Look it up. If state or federal, go to the statutes. The U.S. Code is where everything's in for the, the government, and then states have their own. 
everything, every regulation is a law. Look, put it this way. How do you enforce a regulation if it's not a law? How is there a penalty for not following if it's not a law? You could be thrown in jail for violating these regulations. That's a law. And it's and all these regulations are part of U.S. code, which is law, statutory law. The real law is the Constitution. Statutory law is supposed to be based upon the Constitution, be it state or federal. Uh, if it's not, it's a law that does not exist. No, I know they enforce it anyway, but as a jury, you don't enforce it. Donahue, a Christian Science Monitor Media Breakfast. Oh, I looked at uh, Pisa, right? Uh, overall, he said that the economy is humming. There are a lot of positive. <laughs> oh my God. You did, will you please tell the folks what's going on? Because you finally figured it out. I have shaky hands. Sometimes yes, got my, familiar tremors. And sometimes they kind of spasm out a yes, little bit. Yes, they do. And I have a little touch pad here. And uh, so sometimes it'll just, free, it'll fly down. <laughs> Other times my fingers will separate and it'll blow it up. Uh, so... We find he finally figured out what was going on. Yeah. Yes, and I do take medication for my tremors, but I still have them. There's a lot of positive stories to tell in our current economic environment. Ten years after the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression, our economy is finally firing on most all of its cylinders, said Donahue. He noted that the recent quarterly growth above 4% and said that it is a 100% increase from the 2% that we sort of had as a cap for almost 10 years. And he said it's the result of the addition of pro-growth policies, tax reform, and regulatory relief that got the economy going. He did note warning signs, including a lack of workers and dangerous trade policies. Okay. I'm he doesn't have fun. dangerous trade policies. Here comes the commie. Yep. And lack of workers. Oh, that's a good thing. That means we got 100% employment, right? No. That means that we need more people in here illegally. No. They need more <laughs> visas. That's what they're always claiming. They don't need more visas. We don't have 100% employment. They just want cheap labor. Americans want more money than people from other countries. So they want people from other countries. Because they don't really support the American worker. That's another problem with the small with the Small Business Association and with the US Chamber of Commerce. Heck, the US Chamber of Commerce was in bed with the Obama administration. This is this is why this just make my head want to explode. I still remember reporting all of They were going along with everything Obama was doing, making all, oh, no, these are great policies. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, no, it wasn't great policies. Trump's got great policies. It seems like whoever's president, they're just going to say the same thing. Uh, no, there was nothing good about Obama in his economy. And uh, he can try and take credit for it all he wants. Only Kool-Aid drinkers will buy that. Uh, sorry, Obama, you suck. And uh, in more ways than one. But I've got to go. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.